I'll, I want to say a few words before we start. This morning I woke up to the horrible news of what happened in Beirut. To the Lebanese people, you were truly in our thoughts. Having been lucky enough to have known many Lebanese families throughout my life, I know that one of the amazing qualities that you have is that you are strong, giving and most of all humble. You are the sort of people who would take your shirt off to keep another person warm. Please stay strong. Additionally, in today's episode, I discuss suicide. If you or anyone you know of are struggling with suicidal thoughts, you are not alone and help is available. Please contact Lifeline Australia, Beyond Blue, Suicide Callback Service or Triple Zero. Hey everyone and welcome to episode four of Ugh, What Now? So, what now? Today we're going to be talking about paranormal and psychic experiences. Now, the paranormal has always intrigued me, but at the same same time has always scared me too. Uh, my mum's family are very superstitious and believe in ghosts and signs. Most people in my mum's family, including my mum, have seen something or felt something paranormal. I grew up hearing many stories of my family seeing family members and friends that have passed away. There are two particular stories that have always stuck with me. And the first is when my mum was in her teens, she was dating a young boy from her neighbourhood. My grandmother said to my mum, your friend is here, Pat, as my grandmother had seen him walking up the side of the house. As very rarely people would use the front door, they would always go up the side gate and then they would go through the back my mum then got a phone call from her friend saying that the young boy had died he was nowhere near my mum's house and he had not walked up the side of his of the house I know that a lot of people are probably thinking well that could have been anyone that she'd seen walking up the side of the house and trust me I've also thought the same thing but my grandmother has always maintained that she looked right at him and I know for a fact if my grandmother was still alive today and I had her on the show she would tell the exact same story. Another story from my mum's side is when my great-grandfather died so my grandmother's father. After his funeral all the family went back to my uncle's house. My great-grandmother was exhausted so was laying down on the asleep on the sofa and when my family stopped talking and looked over near my great-grandmother they saw the the ghost of my great-grandfather watching my great-grandmother sleep. Now these are the stories which have stuck with me my whole life and I've heard them over and over again. Now for me Until about four years ago, I had never had an experience. Yes, I'd had eerie feelings and thought some things that had happened were a bit strange, but you, you don't ever really think about it. You put it down to something else. But when this thing happened, I couldn't ignore it. Now, it was an early Sunday morning in July of 2016, and Adam had just arrived back from visiting his family in the UK on the Saturday, so the day before. I woke up at about 2am to go to the bathroom, as I always do, so nothing out of the ordinary. 
as I get out of bed, I can hear someone crying, but I don't pay attention to it because about 250 metres down the road, there's a pub. Uh, I know that people get off the bus down the road and then walk home. So, and it was an early Sunday morning, so I didn't pay attention to it. So I get up and I walk out of our bedroom door and the bathroom is to the left of our bedroom door. But for some reason, I look to the right. And as I look to the right, I see a vision of a man hanging by a noose. I couldn't see his face, but I knew that it was a man. Even though his head was slumped down, it was a build of a man. I could see kind of like the top of his forehead. So when I see this, I'm freaked out. So I run into the bathroom and I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? So I go to the bathroom and when I come out, there's nothing there. So I go back to bed and just think I was dreaming. I was half asleep, whatever, you know, again, you, you push it aside. You think it's whatever especially being two o'clock in the morning. So I get back into bed and I fall asleep and I wake up at about 5am to a woman out the front of our apartment block, hysterically screaming, crying. So I look out our, at our window and I can see that the woman is sitting on the floor out the front of our apartment block on the phone crying. I can also see that there's a car out the front with its hazard lights on. So I wake Adam up and I tell him we have to go outside. There's a woman out the front in hysterics. So Adam and I go outside and at this stage we have no idea what is going on. Has somebody been hit by a car? Has this woman been attacked? So when we get outside it's drizzling with rain and this woman is sitting on the floor screaming down the phone oh my god he's done it and at this stage Adam and I have still no idea what's going on then Adam and I notice that there's another lady there and we ask her what is happening and is there anything we can do because obviously the lady on the floor is distressed the lady didn't really say much and so we just kind of stood there and were kind of like trying to figure out what had happened and then we got told that the gentleman from upstairs so who lived directly above us who was the woman on the phone it was her stepfather had committed suicide early in the morning and she had found him it was so horrible to hear as Adam and I had only seen him down in the garage a couple of days before and to be honest when we found out we were really really shocked um we thought you know you just don't ever think that that's ever going to happen now it then made me think what had I seen was it a sign was it real is it a coincidence was i dreaming 
So all these questions are going through my mind. Now, it took me probably two days to tell Adam what I had seen. He was surprised and agreed with me that it was very strange that I should have that vision before it happened. And to this day, I still think about it. I can still see the vision of the man hanging by the noose. It's burnt in my mind. Um, Since then, I haven't had any more visions, but I do have strange dreams at times. Most recently, I dreamt of my uncle who passed away when I was 19, and the dream was so clear. And it wasn't one of those hazy dreams where nothing makes sense. This felt so real. And it was just as simple as we were sitting down having a conversation about my daughter Tegan, who has never met. Now, I do not think for a second that I am a psychic or can read minds or anything like that. I'm, I'm not professing that at all. But I do have to admit that I have been to psychic fairs and had readings before. And I know it sounds crazy and I probably sound crazy, but again, it is always something that has intrigued me. The thought of someone being able to connect with a loved one that has passed on or speak about your future, I think is pretty interesting. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there are people out there that prey on people's emotions and read body language. I understand that the psychology of how that works. I've only had one reading which really surprised me. I was at a psychic fair on the Central Coast in May 2019 with my sisters, my partner Adam and our daughter Tegan. I decided I would see a psychic as we were there and kind of why not. So I sat down with this woman who was going to do my reading. She straight away said to me, I see two babies, but you only have one. You're lucky to have her. And in May of 2017, I miscarried. I was shocked, but reminded myself that the statistic is, unfortunately, one in four women will have a miscarriage at some stage in their life. So... The chances of me having a miscarriage when I sit down is high, unfortunately, but that's just a statistic. So I just nodded my head and went, okay. She then started to talk about my partner, Adam, saying that he has to stop worrying about our finances and he has to enjoy himself, which is 100% true about Adam. He works so hard to support our family and really wants us to have a house of our own. Now, this is like anybody really that is our age. Everybody wants to own a house for their family, you know, have roots. So again, this to me could be a very generic statement. So I'm sitting there and she's, you know, just talking about other things And then she said, someone is sick, someone young, in their 40s. At this stage, Adam's sister had been told that she had cancer again. 
Now, I was really taken aback because there is no way that she would have known that about Adam's sister. She said that the person who was ill was in a lot of pain and that they would pass away in the coming months. At this stage, I was truly shocked. We didn't know how ill Adam's sister was at this stage. Unfortunately, Adam's sister passed away about two months after the reading. I don't know how I could have given that information away or for her to read my body language. The only thing I know is that she knew something that we didn't know. Now, again, I don't know how she could have known that. And again, this is the reason why I'm so intrigued and interested in this. Now, I know Adam and his family miss his sister every day. And so this episode, I dedicate to her for fighting and loving her family to the end. And I promise one day that we would take Tegan home and she will meet your sweet little girl. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at uh, what now Podcast, or email through any questions or topics that you would like discussed at uh, what now Podcast at gmail. Also, don't forget to head over to complete my sex survey at SurveyMonkey for upcoming episodes. The link for the episode is in my Instagram bio. Stay safe, everyone.